Great. So welcome, 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 people. Uh, welcome to the Inside Out Effect uh, podcast. Um, this is the what we self-proclaimed uh, number one personal development po- podcast on a Friday night at 6.30. Uh, I'm your host, Stephen Jakes from Inside Out and Healing the Mind. And this is episode 28. And this is accurately named the Anxiety Podcast. And that's because today's topic we're going to be discussing is all about anxiety and how it's caused, why we have it, what the experiences are, and also coming up with a solution of how you can actually get rid of it and actually no longer no longer have it in your life, which uh, to many of you out there that probably haven't suffered with it or experienced it uh, will be a benefit and uh, be a great relief to you. But as always, uh, before we continue, I'd like to introduce my co-host, uh, my business partner, the creator of the DTO system, the co-founder of the Inside Out Effect uh, with myself. Uh, he's also, I'm going to have to read this because I haven't said it for a while, uh, he's also the author of the book Decoding Pain, The Emotional Blueprint to Healing Chronic Pain, and also as well, he's just released his brand new book, uh, The Detail Handbook. Um, so I have the wild and the wonderful and the accomplished, but also the deserting defector over there in Portugal, leaving me all alone here. We've got the amazing Jonathan Shaw. Hello, Jonathan. How are you, my friend? Good to see you. Good to have you back. Hi, Steve. I'm good. I'm very good. Thank you very much. Good to see you too. Uh, You're looking well, uh, especially that beautiful background behind you. You look lovely. I know. It's like being on holiday. It is, yeah. It's a very classy background you got there. It's nice. I like it. It's good. Uh, How you been? You okay? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I've been been super busy launching the, uh, the book or getting it ready for launch. It's not quite ready yet, but it will be shortly. Uh, but yeah. I do have uh, a really good an- announcement at the end of the podcast, uh, a really uh, big announcement at the end of the podcast. So stay tuned for that. Um, but And I will let you know when the book is also going to be launched uh, in the next couple of weeks. But there's a big announcement at the end of the podcast. So everyone stay tuned for that. Great. Uh, so you've heard it live. Jonathan is going to have a big announcement at yeah. the end of the podcast. Yeah. So we're all really excited about that. I, I personally am. I can't wait. I don't even know what it is myself. So uh, anyway, so... That sounded like sarcasm to me. That sounded like sarcasm. Well, I'm getting back to my old self, mate. So that's you know. good. That's good. That's you're, doing you're doing too much for a good job. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. And I'm doing a good job myself. But anyway, so, uh, so I can't even remember the last time we did the podcast. I know it was probably about a month ago. Or... Yeah, it was about a month ago, yeah. yeah. We've both been yeah. super busy, so it's about a month ago. Yeah. Yeah, I have been super busy. Um, so what about yourself? I mean, obviously out there in Portugal um, enjoying the sunshine, but, um, you know, what's been going on with you? I mean, in the world of Jonathan, uh, what's been happening with you? What's uh, going on? Um, well, yeah, I've been super busy, I say, uh, getting ready to launch the DCO Handbook, which um, is uh, uh, teaching uh, the basic process of the DTO. Uh, that we do because people can get a lot of benefit out of just doing that alone. I mean, I've had people take that DTO process and do it themselves. I'm sure you have. Yeah. Uh, one of my clients did it skiing down a mountain. Uh, another one of my clients, he switched off his own shin splints while he was running a marathon using the DTO process. Um, another one of my clients, she she switched off her daughter's headache while they were boarding on the ocean. Uh, that was out in the ocean, I was on a board, her daughter got a headache, and within three minutes she did DTO and she switched it off for her. Yeah, um, fantastic. Um, it's really good emergency treatment when something happens. I mean, literally, I was out last night uh, with 
with with a group of people and one of the ladies there they had a a reaction to something they got triggered into a response and they 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 felt really sick they felt really giddy uh they felt very panicky because she'd had something come into her mind and and she had to sit down she literally shaking she couldn't move and i literally just did three or four minutes of dto on her just on the symptoms no deep stuff no specifics just to pull her out of it so she could go home and and chill out uh, yeah. and she could actually just get up and move basically so it's really really good for symptoms things like that to just get yourself out of something until you can deal with the root cause but some people they take it and they deal with the root cause themselves and they get great results Awesome. Yeah, I, I don't know. I had a similar situation myself when I was in town with a lady. Um, she had a bit of a turn and I sort of went over and said, oh, it's quite funny because I said, uh, I said, do you want me to help? They said, are you a doctor? I said, no, I'm not a doctor. And went, well, yeah, how can you help? I said, don't worry. I said, I understand what's going on. She was having a little bit of an anxious attack and literally yeah. within a, in about five minutes, she was back to normal. And her friend was like looking at me going, what did you just do? I was like, <laughs> you know, I said, well, you just got to understand what it is. And I think this is why I think as well, it's a good good today to actually talk about this topic because there's so much misunderstanding around anxiety what it is and what causes it and you know even some of the leading professionals i mean i'm going to go back in a minute i've got some stuff here i printed off from the nhs website and they don't even know what it is and and it's a it's a travesty really because actually when you get down to the crux of it as you well know and as well as i know um, it's actually a very, very simple thing to actually alleviate and get rid of. And people are suffering yep. unnecessarily for for many, 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 many years with anxiety. And actually, when you know what we know about it and what we can do with it, we can actually just get rid of that permanently, for the, you know, for that person. And yep. they're no, yep. they've no longer got it in their life. But unfortunately, I know some people in particular that have had it for in excess of 15, 20 years, some people have come to see me, they've had it for even longer. And once I get in into it with them, um, it really doesn't take me that long at all to get rid of it. I mean, it's quite funny, really, because this last two weeks, three weeks or so, I did, um, I went, for, you know, I've been doing these little walks where I've been going out for a walk and I've been doing film, doing, you know, doing some films about filming myself and just talking about stuff. And one of the things I spoke about in my last one was, uh was um fear and anxiety mm. since then i don't know whether the universe has said oh okay then because i think everybody that i've seen in the last three weeks has basically been about about anxiety and so um and i know how easy it is to get rid of it i mean I, there's not one no one's left here and you know and and you know been re-triggered into it and had those experiences so um so you know from 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 an anxiety, from from my perspective for detail, it's a great tool for that. So I don't know if you want to add anything to that, but um... yeah, no, it's, it's it's a great way to to get rid of any problem that's caused by your thoughts or emotions. And unfortunately, what people don't realise in my twenty years experience, most things are caused by our thoughts and emotions. So any problem that someone's suffering from, it all starts with how we think and feel about it. But certainly anxiety. I mean, you. Even if someone just learnt the basic process themselves, they could learn to calm their anxiety down when they're feeling anxious in the moment. And if they then had a bit of basic knowledge, they could then start to clear it or they could just come to one of us and we could clear it for them so they no longer feel that way. I think the big problem is that there's this, this belief in the world today that you have to suffer with it, as we've spoken before, and you have to maintain and 
deal with it. You can't actually get rid of it. And although we say to people, well, we can switch it off, people can't quite comprehend what that means. Um, when I say to people, I can switch that off, I normally get two responses. I either get the person who goes, oh, my God, that's exactly what I want, or the other person goes, yeah, oh, I don't know. What does that mean? Um, so one person's like, the other one person really wants that, and the other type of person can't comprehend switching something off. They can't comprehend no longer feeling negatively about something that they feel negatively about now, uh, yeah. because it's not. We're not. We're not taught to do it. We're not. We're not. We don't believe it's possible. We're not taught we can change our feelings. We're taught they're set in stone. They're they're who we are, and yeah, that's our change. identity. It's yeah, our identity. identity. That's who we are, that's who we learn to be. And, and, that's... and it's what makes us who we are today as well. I love that one. That's great. So all our negative traumas, they make us who we are. No, they don't. They make us fucked up. They don't make us who we are. Yeah, another um, thing is, if I lose those, then, I won't be the, then I'll lose all the learnings from it. And I won't yeah. be the person. And those things make me make the decisions I'm making today. And I'm like, no, no it's no. not. Not well, they are. They're, they're, make, they're helping you make the wrong decisions. That's wrong the decisions. point. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's right. yeah. So it's like, well, okay, I get it. They are making you make decisions, but you're not making the decisions that are working for you. Yeah. Uh, and people really have this belief system that that um, that their past and their past traumas are who they are, and they're making them up in somehow, and and they're making up who they are and who they've become, and they're not seeing that actually there's a negative twinge to that. But I will I will say that. There is a lot of fear around it as well. I mean, I, I worked with a client um, a few months back and, and it was on her pain and she was doing really, really well and getting rid of her pain. But it went deeper than that because she also suffered with depression. So now she didn't come to me for that. But unfortunately, the two things kind of tied together. And I often say this to clients, you know, how far down the rabbit hole do you want to go? Some people come to me and they come to me with one problem and it goes very quickly and they leave and it's gone. Sometimes people come to me and their problems are tied with other things and you have to go a bit further down the rabbit hole. And basically this lady, she went a bit further down the rabbit hole, got scared and ran away for a few months. <laughs> and now that's 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 actually what happens sometimes. People, the deeper down the rabbit hole you go, the more frightened it can be because you're bringing up things that you, A, didn't know were there or B, did know was there, but you're too frightened to go near them um, yeah. because you don't know yet that you can switch them off and... You know, as she said to me, um, she's come back to me now, but as she said to me, she said she didn't know how she's going to be without it. And that's a big thing. People, they don't know how they're going to be without their negative emotions. And all I can say is you're going to be just like you are now. You just won't feel negative. You're not going to change. Just, yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, like, you know, I was riddled with negative stuff all my life. and. And now just every single part of my life, virtually, I mean, we've been doing this now for a while. I'm really down to the very last bit. I mean, I've been, we've been working on recently and it's go, this is right. goes back to a very, very early childhood, which something happened where I formed a belief about myself and we're working on that now. But, you know, I can literally say now that there's hardly any outside of that one instance now, which is creating some little bit of issues around me now, which isn't a great deal. Uh, I just don't have any negative negative feelings, and I'm still the same person. I'm, if anybody that knows me, I'm still the same person. I've just got no my focus. I'm clear. I'm really focused. I'm really calm. I sleep amazing. I'm not stressing out. 
I'm not reacting to the world. I'm just in this really amazing place. And that's because all of the stuff that was in there that makes my experience of life really crappy and made me angry and short and short tempered and uncomfortable, made me want to drink all the time and, you know, have to come home and have a drink a bottle of wine every night because oh, I'm stressed out. I need to calm. All that stuff's now gone. And so for anybody that's watching, that's that's where you get to. Your life is just like really peaceful and happy. And I'm so much more focused on where I'm going and what I want to do and my relationships and my communication with people so much better than it used to be because all of the stuff that I thought was my identity that made me this person is actually a fake identity. And if you remember on the video that I did about how the mind works, about uh, the logical brain is the fake, it's the learnt part, that's where we store all of that stuff. And so when you get rid of that... Um, it's a really beautiful place to be and um, and it just gets better and better by the day because your experience of life gets better with this new way of being. And it's just it's a, it's a really great thing. But I like you have to be dedicated to it and to do it, to get to that place. But like you were saying earlier on, people really think that their negative emotions and their negative thoughts. and they don't know who they're going to be um there was i had a couple of girls here a few weeks ago and i was made a few jokes that you might want to get rid of that you might want to switch it off and they just laughed at it and it was like oh yeah no and like people don't get no you'd really do actually want to get rid of that because that's not it's not serving you it's not working for you yeah but for some reason it's a, there's like this shame or this fear around not having this thing that doesn't work for you so um so anyway i just thought well, i'd just say that just to, I, to back up what I you were saying I, I, I think people don't realise their things aren't working for them. That's the problem. They don't. They don't realise that that uh, what they're doing or their thoughts aren't actually working for them. Uh, we don't because we're not trained to or we're not taught to observe our thoughts in any walk of life that is traditional. School, work, related. We're not taught any of that to look to observe our thoughts. So we we think that our thoughts are working. We think they're fine. We don't pay attention to them. And so when someone points it out, it can sometimes be a little bit, it can freak us out a little bit or we can, we can believe, you know, think, well, what's that? Um, and we don't realise that actually, because people don't know what working for them means. People don't know what, how, when something's working for them, when it's not. Because again, we haven't been taught to understand when something's working for you. And that's, that's part of what the DTO process does. It teaches you when something's working for you and how to recognise when something's working for you. And if it's not, then you want then, then you, as you said, you want to get rid of it because it's not helping you in your life. It's just holding you back and preventing you from having or being the way you want to be. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, there was something else I was going to say. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I lost my train of thought there. No, I think you're right that we're not taught that. What we are taught is how to blame, make excuses and sabotage. And yeah. for some reason, we are proud of those. I mean, I... In particular, I used to be like that, but for somehow we seem to be proud about the the the, the punishment we put ourselves through. So you know we will go to blame. Everything's external. It's always that that's the problem, and not you or your response that's the problem. Uh, we always uh, don't. We always allow guilt and shame to get in the way of making decisions that we need to make for ourselves. But we're frightened through judgment or what other people are, or just that that them feelings of 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 social expectations and uh, and also the self-sabotage i mean we seem to think that we brag about the fact that you know i mean it's all right 
and I said this, I say this a lot, but you know, I see so many people bragging about how much, how much they used, they can drink or what they, well, do you know what I mean? And when yeah. you actually think, yeah. about, I'm all up for having a good time. I'm not saying it's having a good time, but for some reason, what we've done is we've normalised screwing ourselves up and thinking that's some sort of achievement. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, yeah. and I know that because I used to do that myself years back. But um, that's that doesn't work for you. <laughs> that just simply doesn't work for you. It doesn't work for your brain. It doesn't work for your body. It doesn't work for your health. It doesn't work for your people around you. And for somehow we seem to we seem to put that on a pedestal. Look how I can sabotage my life. Aren't I doing great? And we and that's a culture that we live in. Unfortunately, that I would like to. I personally would like to see change. Um, well, yeah, I think uh, I'd love to see that change. I, I think we've we've uh, we've normalised illness and disease as well. We've we've actually made it normal to be ill and unhappy and miserable, um, and and depressed and anxious. Uh, and unfortunately, I never believed that that was ever the case. Uh, that's partly why I do what I do. I've never believed that we're supposed to suffer and we're supposed to be ill and we're supposed to be miserable. And if I didn't believe that, then I wouldn't be able to get some of my clients better because a lot of the clients, as I'm sure you know, they've given up hope. They've been told nothing can be done. So they resign to it until someone says, I'll go and see John or Steve. And then to give you a bit more hope again. And then, you know, 90%, 95% of people we treat, they get better. Um, but if I didn't have that belief that you don't need to suffer and you shouldn't be unhappy and you shouldn't be ill, then I wouldn't be able to help my clients. And the sad case is that it's the belief that we have to suffer and we have to be ill that keeps everyone stuck, that's keeping the whole world stuck. And it's a it's a big global thing because no like the, the, the powers that be, the traditional medicine don't there's no they don't want you to get better really. If they did, they'd address the root cause of the problem. Um, yeah. and nobody seems to address the root cause. Uh, yeah. and it's really simple. It's really simple. The, the answer is everything comes from inside you. So whatever's going on, you're running something inside of you. It's not rocket science. It's really yeah. simple. And it's the most basic principle in the world. And even, you know, it's not my creation. I didn't come up with it. There are much better brilliant minds out there who've said this all along. Um, we're just kind of passing on the information and saying that DTO is a great way to change that and change how you feel internally so that then your health and your existence changes and you feel happier and healthier but I, I really think i really love to see the world change its view on illness and disease because at the moment the way we view it is just going to get worse if we keep viewing it like this it's just going to go downhill um, and einstein said if you keep doing the same thing over and over again expect a different result that's insanity so to keep viewing illness and disease the way we do is fucking insane um yeah because it's not it's not working it doesn't we're getting sicker we're not getting better so stop doing it. So stop viewing it. It's not mechanical. It's not physical. It's biological. It's a biological response in your system. And if you find that and switch that off, because you're just going into fight and flight, that's all it is. It's just a, the biological response is a fight and flight response. And if you just find that and switch it off, and then the problem will go away. Your body will heal. Your mind will heal, and and you'll you'll be okay again. You'll go back to feeling normal. Um, but we, we, we're not taught that. We're just taught to take a pill, do some exercise, do yeah, this, do that. Exactly, exactly what I was just about to say. Go and see yeah. someone who, like, you know, I said this. Tell me the last time you went to a doctor and he and he actually healed you. He doesn't. He what? writes out a prescription. 
you know, exactly, or, he, or yeah. he refers you. And and it is just take a pill, go and do some exercise. It's all distraction. It's all distraction. And, oh, you need and, to um, you need to go and eat healthier. You need to go and do your exercise, or you need to go and take a pill, and and, then, and it doesn't address the problem. And people are stuck with it. And the lady, the lady that I treated that's just come back to me, who 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 you know got scared because she went down a rabbit hole. She said to me, like she said to me the other day when she came back. She said, oh, I've, I've been making excuses all the past few months. I've been been making excuses for why I'm feeling this way and just putting it back in my mind, but I just didn't want to deal with it. And that's what people do. We make excuses for why we have the problem instead of dealing with the root. And I get it. It can be very scary. I've witnessed other people do it as well. They get really excited sometimes by the process. They start clearing things, and then they hit a roadblock, freak out, and they, and they, they, they disappear for a few months because they're too frightened to deal with it. But... It's just an emotional response. As a as a as a global or world, we seem very frightened of our emotional responses. We seem to be very scared of how we think and feel about things, and I'm not which sure is, where this developed. Which from. is our which is our ex- existence of life. You know, if you think yes. about our existence, yes. it is what we think and about what we feel. What we feel. That's yeah, what exactly. drives our decisions, our behaviours, our happiness. Everything is about what we think and feel. Yeah, okay. but somehow, but somehow we we don't we don't want to go there, or we don't want to. We don't want those to be the best that they can be for us. I mean, self-sacrifice is another thing as well. We will put ourselves in a situation which doesn't work for us and we will stay there and be put ourselves through misery and pain indefinitely because somehow we think that we're being a martyr or we're doing the right thing. And then all of a sudden, from that point that you've made that decision, the rest of your life is literally a downward spiral. You become – I did put a post up earlier on Facebook, but you become, you become deadened, you become disengaged, you're unhappy. But you've done that because you've, done, you've sacrificed something for, for – for, you've sacrificed your life and your happiness because of something else. And that doesn't work either. I just wanted to point that out as well because I just see a lot of – I see a lot of people doing that, and I used to do that as well. Um, yeah. But it's all about our thoughts and our feelings. And if you take control of those and uh, get them to work for you, then life is just life becomes amazing. And and I keep telling this to people. But again, I think, like you said, people just want a quick fix. They just want to take a tablet and then they so they don't have to put any effort or work into it. Uh, but I'm going to say this now. If you don't if you're not prepared to put the effort in or do the work to change, then don't expect your don't expect to, your life to change because. It, there is no magic. You're not going to wake up one day and all of a sudden the world has shifted and reframed everything and everything's now going to make you feel better and everything's all going to work like some, you know, God's got some magic Rubik's Cube because I believe that. And it went on and on and on and on and on and on and on until such point it got to the point where I literally reached a, where I hit a brick wall and I didn't want to carry on. And yeah. I don't want that. And I don't want that for people because that, uh, because it's a really terrible place to be. But again, that was because we have a belief that uh, that that we're powerless to do anything about it and we need to, we do need to be dedicated to otherwise you know you, you just things will just carry on being the same we'll carry on being stuck and nothing really ever changes so um i think that's it's key that we need to we do need to put some effort and work into it uh rather than waiting for some magic one to or wake up one morning and the whole world's changed around us and all of a sudden we're like oh my god amazing everything's fantastic again yeah, it'd be great, fantastic. Burn. Yeah, oh, so no, good. Okay. Oh, I was, waiting for, I was it, waiting for that moment. I knew it was coming. It so, does. So. It does happen so, when you change your beliefs, but not while you keep running the same pattern. When you change no, your correct. beliefs, life change becomes quite magical. But yes. but when you're when you're running the same blocks, if you just if you if you don't change your beliefs, you're going to wake up in the same nonsense every single day, 
um, yeah. and saying uh, well, that think, feelings. I was going to say it's just like you know uh, when, I work, uh, when I did this, when I did some work with Jody Spencer, he says this thing. He says if, uh, it's really important, and I think this is really key. You know, most people sit on their sofa at night and go, "Do you know what? I've had enough of my life. I've had enough of my relationship. I want, I've had enough of my job. I'm going to change. Tomorrow's going to be the day." Tomorrow, when I wake up tomorrow, that's it. Tomorrow, that's it. That's the start. Tomorrow's going to be the start. And then you get up out of bed. You get out of bed, the same side of the bed. You walk through the same door. You go into the same bathroom. You get in the same shower at the same time. You brush your teeth with the same toothbrush. You walk downstairs and make the same, and make a cup of coffee. You drink out of the same cup, out of the same kettle. You get in the same clothes. You drive to work in the same car. You, uh, you, use, you go the same route. You get to work, you sit in the same chair, doing the same job with the same people, having the same lunch, and you go home at the same time. You're walking through the door, you see the same husband or wife, you put, you do the same kids, you ate the same food, you sit back on the sofa with your glass of wine, and you think, what's changed? Nothing's changed. No. And then, and then you wonder why your life isn't changed. Yes. Yeah. You're just completely doing, but then you're going to sit there, and you'll get up at the same side of the bed until you go to the same brush your teeth with the same toothbrush and the same thing over and over and over again. Now, that is actually insanity if you think you're going to keep doing that over and over and over again. And somehow life situations or circumstances are going to change. You have to actually change them. You have to change them. If you keep doing the same thing over and over again, nothing's ever going to change. And that, that was one of the things that landed for me because that was sort of a pattern that I found myself doing um, when I was stuck in that in that in that place and um so just change just i changed everything for me once i got that i was like okay everything's got to change <laughs> i just went all out i just got everything's changing like that's yeah. it because whatever's got to me wherever wherever whatever has got to me to where i am now obviously it's not working so no, wherever exactly. it's got me there i've got to change the whole bloody lot because it, oh, you know if i don't then i'm i'm buggered but we're not prepared to do that we want to we want to have the emotional change and feel really really good but change absolutely bugger all change mm. fuck all and then somehow tomorrow i want to feel amazingly great and brilliant my life's working and not change anything that's got you to that point so that's key so anyway i thought i'd just uh uh, talk about that so shall we move on to talking about anxiety then shall we because it is yeah, an anxiety right, yeah. podcast and we haven't really spoken about it <laughs> no no that's <laughs> well we normally spend a few minutes so oh before I, before we do move on just one of my clients wanted me to say that she um she wished she could be on here today to listen to it um she can't she's got a very important day uh but she wishes both well and she's using dto to great effect and oh, she just wanted just to for me to say that live on the podcast so uh, so I've done that. Um, yes, let's talk about anxiety. So, um, so many people suffer anxiety at the moment, and so many people are just living with it, maintaining it, coping with it, and it's just it, it it's because we don't understand it. Traditional medicine have no clue about what causes anxiety. Um, I, I know Steve's got some papers there, haven't you, haven't you, Steve, on on what they say. We'll come to that in a second. Um, and, but really, they make anxiety very, very complicated. In fact, traditional medicine make everything fucking complicated. It's ridiculous. It's, they make it the most complicated thing in the world. I will say there is about 5% of people in the world who are complex. But that does not mean it's complicated. It just means they've got lots of interwoven things and beliefs and it can be complex. But generally, the majority of the population, they're not complicated. And anxiety is actually only down to two responses. 
So out of everything that the NHS say or traditional medicine say, actually anxiety is only caused by two responses. But And we have spoken about them before, but we're going to cover them in a second. But just before we do, Steve, what is it that the NHS is saying or the website that you've got is saying um, about, uh, about um, anxiety? Okay, well, I've got my glasses on now because... Uh, 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 I love this disorder. It's not a disorder. It's a response. But anyway, so this is Gen- GAD, Generalised Anxiety Disorder in Adults. And uh, anxiety is feeling of unease such as worry or fear that can be mild or severe. They really made it rhyme. Uh, nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like that. That's good. Anxiety is a feeling of unease, such as worry or fear, that can be mild or severe. Right? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so anyway, it's just really what they're basically saying. It's like, you know, you get it. And I do sort of get it. So, at some point in life, you've, you've, you might get worried, get worried about an exit in an exam or having, or having a medical test or a job interview. Um, and anxiety is the main symptom of several conditions, including panic disorder, phobias such as agoraphobia, claustrophobia, post-traumatic stress disorder and social anxiety disorder, social phobia. Uh, I can't believe it. Uh, the information section is about general ang- generalised anxiety disorder. Honestly, everything's a disorder. Yes. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I mean, what the hell? It's not a disorder at all. When you actually know what it is, it's not a disorder. Um, so this is, you know, these are this is this is these are meant to be the people that know what they're talking about. Uh, good job they know what they're talking about when it comes to viruses as well, way. But anyway, don't go there. Um, so, uh, <laughs> no, don't go there. I just thought I'd stick that in, mate. Yeah, yeah, um, well done. Wait, uh, <laughs> Oh, we got a little bit of a delay, a little bit of a lag. Have we? Oh, a little bit of a lag. It's okay. Am you're I back okay now. now? Yeah, you're back now. Okay. So, yeah, so it says, although feelings of anxiety at certain times are completely normal, see a GP if anxiety is affecting your daily life and causing you distress. Um, and, it, and this is what they say is the causes of it. So it says an over overactivity in areas of the brain involved in emotions, emotions and behaviour. And it... An imbalance of brain chemicals, serotonin or noradrenaline, which involve control and regulation of mood. Uh, the genes you inherit from your parents. Oh, really? Did you know that? What? what yeah, my the genes you inherit from your parents. You're estimated to be five times more likely to develop GAD. Develop, you develop anxiety, by the way, um, oh, right. if, you have a close, oh, right. if you have a close relative uh, with the condition. So if yeah. someone else is good, yeah. you're right, right? So that's good. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's good, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, having a long, painful health condition. Well, I'll let you have that one. You probably will get health anxiety if you've got something that's uh, yeah. causing that. Yeah. that. Having a history of drug or alcohol misuse. Well, yeah, I, that's not strictly true, but okay. Yeah, I know that, but this is, I mean, this is what they're saying. And that's so saying. Uh, it says that, it says that uh, the general anxiety disorder... Uh, is uh, affected by about 5% of the UK population. Slightly more women are affected than men, and the condition is more uh, in people from the ages of 35 to 59. Right. Okay. That's what they say. 
Um, and it says basically you really want to be doing CBT. So this is all like managing your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you've got it, don't get rid of it. Take a ta- it says take a tablet. Medicines such as antidepressants called serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Uh, and uh, and obviously your CBT, which is to uh, manage with it, cope with it, live with it, and then deal with it after the effect, which yeah. obviously. And uh, it also says you go, you should go for self self help courses. That's going to help you as well. Exercise yeah. regularly. Yeah. Yeah, right. Don't forget. Yeah. Exercise. Yeah. There's that exercise again. Exercise again. I know. Stop it's always there. Sitting, always exercise. Sitting there again. You need to stop smoking as well. That's got. Oh, that. Okay. Yeah. Stop smoking because smoking causes it. And yeah. cut down the amount of alcohol and caffeine you're drinking. And uh, and also try the uh, trying one of the mental health apps online. Right. Okay. So yeah. that's really great. That's going to help everybody. Uh, get rid of their uh, anxiety uh, permanently. So I'm glad I've come across that. So that's the sort of information that we're being told about anxiety. And um, and then there's obviously another section here on treatments. And I don't mean to be mocking it, but it, these people are meant to be there as a, an organisation. These are meant to be the experts. I've had millions and billions and billions of pounds, trillions of pounds invested into this. And this is the this is the stuff that they're chucking out. No wonder everybody's stuck with it. No wonder everybody's got a problem with it. And no one's ever getting better from it. And people have it for years and years and years and years. Because yeah. as, as, um, as Jonathan is and myself both know, uh, this is completely incorrect. And... Yeah. Um, and so um so you know this is this is the nonsense that they're tucking out and this is why everybody's getting stuck now i can go back come back to the uh to the, to the information but let's move over to you mate because obviously you've just taken on board what i've just said there and what i've read in a very sarcastic uh, way <laughs> yeah uh, so what's your take on what's your take on that on what i've just said there about the overview well, I mean, the overview. I mean, the way they've they've listed so many different things at the root cause. So let's just let's just have a look at some of the things they said. So they said, you know, um, genetics. Um, you know, you can you can get it yeah. from your genes. Now, the, the problem with this belief system is it leaves you stuck. Um, so believing this and buying into it, you're now stuck with the problem. Now, if you want to be stuck with a problem, that's fine. You then buy into it. That's okay. But I but I, I I didn't want to be stuck with my pain when I had it. So I want to get rid of it. Uh, if you want to get rid of it, you can uh, get rid of anxiety. Um, I, you, you have to, what they're seeing in the body is not a cause of the problem. So traditional medicine, when they want to find a cause of something, they always look inside your body at what the pathology is going on and what the anatomy is going on. And they say that is the cause. That is never the cause ever of anything. Um, that's just what is happening. That's what the cells are doing in your body. That's how the cells and the chemicals have altered inside of you. But the question is, why have they altered? So if you're, you know, if you're having a chemical reaction, if your serotonin levels have gone up or down or whatever it is, why has that happened? Don't just stop at that because that's that's just a symptom. Why has the serotonin levels altered? If your DNA is different, why is your DNA different? What happened? that caused your DNA to do that. Uh, it's been proved that our DNA is actually under our control by Bruce Lipton, who is a cell biologist that states categorically uh, in his book, The Biology of Belief, that our DNA is uh, can be altered based on our perception of the environment. And our DNA yes, does alter about, all the it's time. About the oh, it's about the signal. 
It's, it's about the signal. Yeah. yeah. Which is why someone who has multiple personalities, their eye colour will change from different personality to personality literally instantaneously. And that is their DNA changing based on how they're perceiving the world. Um, so if they can do that, then you can also change your DNA when it comes to anxiety. Um, that is just a symptom. It's not a cause. But if you believe it, if you buy into it, then you're stuck with it. I've seen so many people over the years and they've been told something they've really believed and they bought into it. And then I've shown them a different way, cleared the beliefs and the problem goes away. So you have to ask yourself what is true. Because <laughs> if, if I can do that, if me and Steve can do that and other therapists who do it all the time as well can do that, then what is true? Is it really true you're stuck with it or is it just a belief system? In my head and in the last 20 years of my experience, everything is just a belief system. What you believe will be your reality. And I've heard that true so many times from other people. So many people say it, but nobody, very few people take it on board because they don't really understand what it means. So put those genes aside, put that chemical imbalance aside, forget that, because that's just them looking inside your body to see what's wrong. If you take the other thing that Steve said, which was people who are around somebody with the condition, well, that's just a learnt behaviour. So they've been around someone with that condition, they've watched someone behave that way, and then they have adopted that behaviour. Um, there'll be a reason why they've adopted it. It won't be just because they wanted to copy the other person. That's not the way we do it. Um, but they've adopted it for some reason. Uh, so that also can be switched off because all behaviours, as Steve always says, is driven by the way we think and feel. So that again can be switched off. It's nothing to do with who you are or or, or or how you've been raised, really. So all of these things that Steve mentioned are just symptoms. And, you know, they make it very complicated. In reality, anxiety is caused by two things. Please bear in mind that anxiety is a biological response. In fact, all disease and illness is a biological response. I do not mean that it's in your DNA and your cells, you can't change it. I mean, your organs are changing their structure and function based on a, a biological perception of the world around you. And it does it to protect you. You're going into fight and flight. And when you go into fight and flight, your body and your cells change what they're doing based on the fight and flight response. So the two responses that cause anxiety are feeling attacked or feeling powerless or both. It's that simple. So when anyone comes to me and Steve with anxiety, we literally go, do you feel attacked or powerless or both? And they always know how they feel instantaneously. They always know how they're feeling. Um, I don't think I've ever had one person with anxiety say, oh, no, I'm not sure. Um, because it's always one of them. Um, and all you've got to do is find the where they're being attacked or where they feel powerless and switch that off. And there are two ways of doing it. You can either go to the memory, the, the shock where it happened, or you can find the environmental trigger, which is being triggered in your environment today. Some people have lots of memories, some people have lots of triggers, some people only have one or two. Uh, but ultimately, just ask yourself, do I feel attacked or powerless or both? And depending on the type of anxiety, I mean, if it's a social anxiety, you're probably gonna feel attacked quite a lot of the time in the social environment. Uh, that's often why a lot of teenagers get spots because they feel attacked by their their, their their friends, they feel attacked by their peers, they feel attacked by their parents. So children, kids with acne will actually, just it's just feeling attacked. Um, that's why I never got acne as a kid because I didn't feel attacked as a kid. I had different self-worth issues as a kid. I wasn't feeling attacked. Um, so 
ask yourself, when you think about your anxiety and where you get it, am I attacked or am I powerless? Again, a lot of social anxiety is caused by feeling attacked and powerless sometimes. And you get it in lots of different environments, lots of places. It's being triggered in lots of ways because it's social anxiety. But if you've only got anxiety, and same thing with health anxiety as well. Health anxiety is triggered in multiple ways um, because and in multiple areas of life. So that those two are a little bit more complex. But general anxieties like anxiety about work or anxiety about a relationship, a specific anxiety in one particular area or anxiety about communication or connection or anxiety about standing up and speaking, for instance. I had one lady last year and she was changing jobs and she was uh, going to have to speak and stand up and give presentations and she was panicking about it and getting anxious. And literally it came back to the time when she was in business school and the the, the teacher in her business school would just, just uh, sort of criticise her and put her down for the standing up and speaking about what she was talking about and she just kept reliving that and felt attacked so every time she went to speak in her current job she just felt attacked because uh, she was playing that over and over again as soon as you switched it off she was absolutely fine um, so ask yourself in whatever situation you're in am I, that makes you anxious am i feeling attacked or powerless then you just need a simple way to switch it off and that's what dto kind of does well is what dto does <laughs> yeah no i've got to say mate i think you absolutely nailed it there well i've got nothing to say now it's like, is, that it's, it? Okay. is that it is that it brilliant honestly mate you absolutely nailed it spot on there and i was just going to add that that's the same thing for driving anxiety. Uh, that, that's, I mean, they're attacking themselves in it, but generally there's a lot of it's about being powerless in that situation because they are feeling powerless because they're not in control. They're not in control of the, the driver and all the rest of it. So there's different, all these, the driving anxiety. I get quite a lot of people with driving anxiety to come and see me. And, yeah. and sometimes it's also, you know, the trigger could be when they grab hold of the steering wheel and that will trigger it. Or, you know, or just a whole little environmental things, like you said about environmental triggers that are in the car where they feel closed in. Yeah. And you know, a lot of people that I know that have it uh, generally feel powerless. And yeah. when I get ch chatting to them, and they're like, and I tell them, obviously, I said, well, I can get rid of that for you. I could just delete it from you. And they're like, how do you do that then? That's a load of rubbish. And I said, well, shut your eyes. When we get in the car, imagine driving. What is it? Is that tactile or powerless? Uh, powerless. I'm like, there you go. Yeah, and then it's, every time it's every time it's feeling attacked or powerless. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, and I said, like, mostly after that video I'd done for that walk, I've had about all, all everyone that's come and seen me, it's been about anxiety. And every single one of those people have all felt attacked or powerless. Yeah, and, uh, and, yeah. and that's what's happening in the world today. So with everything that's happening today in the world and everything's going on, we're not going to get into that. But anxiety is going up because people are feeling powerless and they may be feeling attacked as well, especially if you understand what's really going on in the world. So, yes. <laughs> uh, but, but we'll skip over that. Um, yeah, but, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of people feeling powerless right now because they can't go out. They can't see their family. They can't see their, their, their friends. They can't connect. I mean, a lot of places are out of lockdown now, but we're still doing different things. We're being restricted. And sometimes people are getting attacked by people because they're in fear. So there are lots of people out there in fear because they're frightened that the virus is going to attack them. So again, attack. They're frightened of being attacked by the virus, um, which, for the record, can't happen. Relax, breathe. Um, but um, because of that, you've either got people who are frightened of being attacked by the virus, or you've got people who are being frightened of attacked by other people because they're scared of the virus, or you've got people feeling powerless 
because they can't see their friends or they can't work. Businessmen, they're, they're losing their money, their work, and they're feeling powerless to do anything about it. They're feeling powerless to make money in the way the world is going. And I have to say, it is absolutely tragic the way the world is going. Um, I'm very sad by what's happening. Not um, for the reasons that people may think. I'm sad because people are not really understanding uh, about their health and well-being. And as I said to begin with, I really want health and well-being to change. I want the world to... I want, I believe one day that we can heal illness and disease, that there will be none of it anymore. It'll be gone. We won't be ill and diseased anymore. It will all be a thing of the past. But to do that, we have to change the way we think about illness and disease. And right now, the way the world thinks about it is just making everything worse, especially with this. Yeah, but I, I just want to say as well, though, John, people need to actually want it. And the problem yeah, I see yeah, in the world, do. the problem I see in the world is everybody is happy just to accept shit. They're happy to accept their shit. Oh well, you know it is who it is. I can't do anything. It's either a lack of self worth, or a lack of self belief, or a lack of knowledge, or the fact that they've just given up, or whatever it is, or they, or they, they just, they don't deserve it. Just uh, all this stuff. But in actual fact. That's not true. And once you realise that and how actually easy it is to, to get yourself into a much, much healthier, better place. See, the problem is, is that we make choices and decisions in our life that keep us trapped and stuck in situations that we don't like. And then we go, oh, I've made that choice now. And now I need to, I can't I can't go back and change it or I can't change it. I have to I have to now I've made that decision. I need to stay here and I need to be in this position and. And, I, and that now is going to make me unhappy. And then that, as soon as you go into that negative state, that will disable you from either changing your life, having a happier life, or doing anything to get better because you're just in that state. You just feel, again, it's feeling powerless. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a powerless response. And, but that isn't actually true. Um, but what I do see is we're all happy to go to Tesco and drink ourselves, which I think mad, but we're not willing to do go the other way where we're actually empowering ourselves to uh, to actually change our belief about health and well-being and actually taking an interest in it and the other thing i'm seeing is as well as the amount of nonsense that we're being told that makes us healthy and having well-being um yeah. we seem to think that our physical our physical body having a really good physical body is going to keep us healthy and that's a big myth what? Well, I, I think that you know a lot. A lot. I don't think it's that people don't want um, don't want to to be healthy and well. I think they do, but because we've been told for so many years that it's not possible that you're that you're a victim to the problem. You know, your body breaks down, and centuries have been taught this um, that we we don't think it's possible to change. And the sad truth is that the world listens to people who are telling them this, but it's not solving the problem. But anyone who actually can solve the problem and get people better, they they tend not to listen to. I think it's such a, an incredible belief to get in someone's head that, wait, I don't have to be in pain. Wait, I don't have to feel anxious. I don't, ha it's, I don't have to be depressed. It's such a uh, an unbelievable leap in people's unconscious that they often can't do it because they see the masses thinking the same thing thinking you know that illness and disease is is real um i have a client at the moment and she was suffering health anxiety and we've cleared that uh, but we've moved on to a few other things because she has social anxiety she has multiple anxieties 
And she's a very she's one of those challenging cases. She's a lovely lady. She's probably watching now if she knows we're on because she always watches our podcasts. Um, but um, she has a, a you know one of her blocks is um, having confidence in her own belief system. Part of her seems to want to follow the masses uh, and believe what everyone else is thinking rather than believe what she wants to think. And um, I, I understand that because you know there's a lot of people in fear right now. But we, we, me and Steve do this because we want to re-educate people. We want to teach you that you don't have to suffer, that you can be free of things. And that's all we're really doing it for. <laughs> you know, we, we don't, apart from getting clients and things, we don't get any 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 other benefit out of doing this. Uh, we're not millionaires or anything like that. Um, uh, and we just want people to heal and get better. Uh, well, friend, because we, mate, I'm glad uh, we are doing it. I'm, hey? glad, I'm glad we are doing it because I get to see you. It's been like five yeah, months exactly. now since you've uh, defected over exactly. to the... <laughs> That's the only benefit I get is I get to see you and spend a bit of time with you. <laughs> That's but yeah, no, I agree with you. I'll just I'll agree with you on that. It is about re-educating people. We just need to re-educate people. And if you want to heal and get better, you just need to see illness and disease in a different light. You need to look at it differently. Because if you're looking at it like you're, you know, it's just something that happens to you and you're unlucky and your just body's breaking down, then you're always going to be ill all the time. Um, and and that's really sad because I know and you know, Steve, that when people come to us, you know, 95% of the time they actually do get better. And they come to us with the same belief systems as, as people out there still suffering. They still have the same belief systems. They're just willing to suspend that belief briefly to try what we're suggesting. And that's the only difference between people who get help and people who don't get help. They actually suspend that belief system that it's not possible that nothing's going to change, and they try something else. They, they never give up. Uh, they keep going. That's that's what I did. I kept going because I'm a stubborn bastard like that. I'll just yeah. keep going and going and going, and, and I won't give up until I find the answer. Um, it comes it comes back to wanting it. You got to want yeah, it. Yeah, you have to really want it. You it's really have to want it bad. If there's happiness in your life, you've got to want it. If there's love in your life, you've got to want it. If you want health yeah. in your life, you've got to want it. If you want to get better and get rid of anxiety, you've got to want it. And yeah. if you do want it, uh, then invariably 99% of the time you'll find the answer and you'll get rid of it or you'll have, or you'll achieve the thing that you want. But yeah. that comes back to your beliefs again, because all beliefs drive behaviors yeah. and that's fact, whether you like it or not, it's fact. And when I did that video on the brain and how the brain works, it demonstrates exactly what's going on. And the problem yeah. with us is, is that, um, I mean, it's, it's quite funny. It's just, I see a lot of this as well is, Someone will be in a really bad place, okay? So they'll go, oh, yeah, no, everything's really bad. Oh, my God, it's a nightmare. And then you say, well, I'll tell you what, I can get rid of that for you. And all of a sudden they go, no, actually, when I think about it, it's all right, actually. And all of a sudden they just, they just, they just all of a sudden create this amazing response to actually, no, actually, no, actually, I'm all right, really. And they'll just change their mood because uh, they just don't want to go and do that. They'll go, ah, no, actually, I'm all right, really. I'll be all right. No, it's all right. I'm just sort of making it up. Now, you're making that up. That's what you're doing. It's like you're yeah. making it up. Yeah. But when it actually comes to it, you know, I see people in really dark or bad places, and then when you actually offer them the solution, all of a sudden, they, they change like that, and all of a sudden, they don't need help anymore. And actually, no, I'm all right, and they'll just make stuff up. And this is the problem that we do, is we're just constantly making shit up. Because when those emotional feelings come out of the subconscious out of the unaware into the awareness that comes into the 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 neocortex which consists of the frontal lobe and i said this on my my walk video that when those feelings come into that part of the brain and you've got that frontal lobe which is the creative brain 
It's where we create from. As soon as we get those feelings come up into the creative brain, we create from them. So we yes. just start making shit up. We just make shit up. Oh, I know what it is. Yeah, I know what it is. And because obviously our, our egos, and we like to think we, we want to understand it and we, we, you know, we've got pride and all the rest of it, we just make shit up all the time. The problem with making shit up is that you're now, once you believe that, you're now trying to solve an imaginary problem that you've just created in your head. And that's why everyone's crazy, because we're just trying to solve imaginary problems that we've created in our brain that aren't the problem. And that's another reason why we get stuck as well, because well, that's, that's what we do. Bad. We go that's, round and round in circles doing that. I know I did that. That's probably where the old saying, there are no problems, only solutions, comes from. Um, because the problems that we, we come up with generally are very made up in our brains. Um, yeah. And and what what I, what I struggle to get through to people logically is is that by switching off the belief, uh, you can open up and see new possibilities. This is a real struggle for people because people can't see the benefit of changing their feelings and their beliefs because they don't know what will happen when they do. They think it'll just be the same. And and the reality of that is, and my experience and your experience is that's not true. People's lives. I literally had a client email me the other day. Um, I'd mess. I I treated a few weeks ago. I just emailed to see how she's going on, and she messaged me say, "Oh my god, I don't know what you've done to me, but I'm a completely different person." She was so happy and elated, and she was suffering anxiety and different things like that, and she was having rage outbursts and things. Um, and uh, but people can't see that when they that the belief is causing the problem, so that by changing the belief then the problem will actually change as well. And they can't grasp that logically. For some reason, people can't grasp it by removing a belief out of your brain and changing it to something positive, then the situation will change. People still want to change the person or the situation or do something outside of them. And in my 20 years experience, whenever I've asked someone if that actually works, not one person ever said that actually works by trying to change the external environment. But we still want to do this rather than change what we think and feel. And the, 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 you know, it's we sad. Don't want to take we don't want to take responsibility because we're put in a, in a blame culture. We're put in a blame yeah. and excuse culture. And that culture prevents us from taking responsibility for exactly that. If you're not, because as soon as you remove the responsibility, now you become powerless and you have to try and change the person, the situation, the circumstance outside of you. And now you're devoid of taking any responsibility. Yeah. And that's where the problem is, because once you do take responsibility for it and realize that you do need to change your belief or switch off the responses, that it's your responses that are the problem and you get rid of them, then everything changes. Everything yeah. literally changes, like in an instant. It's not like a gradual change. They virtually change in an instant. And I think yeah. one of the things that we talked about before is about having a filter. And, and, and it's, like, it's what your radar set to. So if you've got that running inside of you, if you've got a belief that, you know, that uh, that everything is going to be bad or everybody's evil or the world's really hard or money's hard to earn, but I'm never going to be happy. I have to sacrifice my happiness. I'm not allowed to, uh, you know, I've got to uh, stick to these decisions that I made. And that's put, the problem is with that is that now every because of that belief, that belief now drives. That's what your radar set to. And all you will see are those bombs. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. See that. Now, when you change when you change that belief or remove that belief or the response to it, 
you're now no longer looking for it, so it's, it no longer exists. It's been removed. You're now no longer looking for those bombs. You're going to see something completely different. So it's really like your beliefs is like what your radar sets are, and you will find exactly what your beliefs are are, yeah. Yeah. are, are wired to internally. Yeah. Yeah. And that goes back to your beliefs create your reality. And so I, I, I wish so, I wish I could logically implant that in people so they could get it and see it because they really struggle with that concept. Um, and you know, I've used this concept so many times in my life to change my life. And I, I it saddens me when people don't get this concept logically. It's a very hard concept to get logically, but I, I, I I'm sometimes sad well, I'm often saddened by that because they just keep themselves stuck. Uh, and you know, it, 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 I, I, we don't want people to be stuck. We want you to be free. We want you to be happy. We want you to be healthy and well. Uh, it's just trying to get your head around that. If you can get your head around that or try and understand that all of your your beliefs are driving your illness, your behavior. And Steve said we live in a blame society. And I think one of the problems is that some people, when they think about taking responsibility, they end up blaming themselves. And that's not true. That's not what taking responsibility means. No, taking exactly. responsibility does not mean blaming yourself. And again, we, we do that because we've been taught it's to blame. About, it's, it's more about taking ownership of your emotional and your own thoughts and your own emotional responses. And, yeah. and obviously taking ownership of your belief to the situation or circumstance. The problem is, yeah. is that if we do go taking responsibility is blaming, then we're actually still blaming we're not taking we're not actually, we're not actually taking responsibility we're actually still blaming <laughs> yeah if if, if, we, if if we're blaming ourselves we're still blaming someone that's not what it's about we're not we don't want to blame anybody we just want to take responsibility for the situation and go right well how can i change it so if you've got a problem how can i change it um and and rather than expecting the other person to change it everyone expects the other person to change the problem and well, 90% of the world don't take responsibility. So you'll be there for, uh, you know, years and years. It'll never change. So if you can just take responsibility and own what's going on and then either change the environment or change the internal feelings and beliefs, then the problem will go away and get better and ease. Um, yeah. But, it, it, but it's it, very hard to, show, to say to people how their lives will change. I mean, that lady who emailed me, when she first came to me, she, she could not comprehend her life being different. And now her life's different. She's not different herself, but the way she thinks and feels is, which is so much better. Um, but she couldn't comprehend it before. She couldn't understand how that'd be possible. I've, I've, I've been treating a lady with um, a bladder problem um, who's had severe pain in her bladder for a very long time. And traditional medicine has not been able to help it at all. And, um, and within a few short weeks, uh, it's all... It's, it's, it's all but gone. It's, you know, it's, she's got a couple more sessions to do, I think, but it's like 80% better. And she took responsibility. What she did was I pointed out to her that she was sabotaging it, that she had triggers that would cause it to come back. Um, and she took DTO. She applied it herself and she did it every day on those triggers that kept causing it to come back, even though we've dealt with a root cause. She took responsibility. She realized she was causing it to come back. And the only way to change that was to switch that off. And she has done. And with all due credit to her, we would not have fixed it as quick if she hadn't done that and learnt DTO herself. Um, so that was fantastic. And she's so happy and so is her family happy because she's been in pain for a very long time and suffering for a very long time and nobody was able to help her. So please, please, people, just 
own and take responsibility for what you are um what what's happening in your life don't blame yourself there's no need to blame anybody and just go how am i creating this and how can i change it and that may be changing the environment or working out how to do something different or it might be changing your internal thoughts and feelings with dto or another technique that does that it doesn't matter what you use i just want to encourage people to do it because when you do it it works really really well yeah, I mean, I just want to say, mate, just imagine if she'd done it over a normal week rather than a short week. She'd have probably got it even quicker. Um, so, you know, I don't, what is a short week over a few short weeks? What, oh, what yeah, exactly. Five days? Five-day exactly. week? It's about three and a half. It's about a three and a half-day week now, uh, a short week. If she'd have done a normal week, that would have actually been even quicker. It would have been yeah. a week and a half rather than two weeks. <laughs> It was it was it was it was a, a it was a microwave week. We did seven days in three and a half minutes. It was it was it was that great. Um, so <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, let's bring it back to uh, maybe the anxiety thing. So um, so like just really just narrowing it down. So anxiety is really only caused by two things: it's feeling attacked and powerless. And I just want to clear up that attacked the attacked thing because to some people that might feel a bit vague. But there's three types of attack that you have uh, when it comes to anxiety. The first attack is actually a physical attack. So if you've actually been physically attacked, uh, that would cause anxiety. Uh, there's also a perceived attack. So for example, if I looked across the room and threatened you with like pretending I was going to do this or knock you out or whatever, or if that was a perceived attack or the way I looked at you or scared you by looking at that would also be trigger anxiety. And the other thing, which is I think the most common one is attacking yourself in your head. And that's you attacking you, which very much ties in with the social anxiety and the health anxiety and other stuff. But it's you attacking yourself. I can't do this. Oh, my God, what's everyone going to think? I don't look good enough. I'm too fat. I'm overweight. Oh, my God, I can't do this. It's all going to go wrong. It's all going to be bad. Oh, my God. And all the rest of that stuff. So that would be you attacking yourself in your head. So they're the three types of attack that are key to what cause what causes anxiety and then there's also the powerless feeling which you know we all know what powerless feeling is is when a situation happens where we become where we literally feel powerless and we can't do anything about it or we we go into that fight and flight response of not being able to do anything so they're the they're the main responses that cause anxiety and what jonathan myself do is go back to those find out what they are and then remove and delete that response and once that response has been removed and turned off, deleted, switched off, whatever terminology you want to have, then when that thing happens again in the future, when you see it in your environment, instead of it triggering you to feel anxious, it actually the anxious response is no longer there. So it doesn't matter now if your father looks at you in a funny way or you see that person that threatens you in a nightclub or whatever it is or when you see the news and hear about this, that and the other or you worry about... Uh, you know what's happening in your business once those have been switched off or deleted removed whatever terminology you want to use um, then those those anxious responses disappear the other key thing that I want to also add as well is that I hear this I hear so many people that that keep saying that anxiety is depression is living in the past and anxiety is living in the future and I'm going to say that it's the biggest load of nonsense in the world um, and it's not at all um, depression is when you're feeling attacked and powerless. Uh, anxiety is when you're feeling. Oh. 
anxiety is living in the future and depression is living in the past because it's absolute tush. And that belief, again, will keep you trapped with it if that's what you think. So I just want to add that as a as a key thing because I hear it all the time and it's incorrect. Yeah, uh, you actually broke up a little bit there, Steve. Can you just, just repeat that one more time because I'm not sure if it video caught it on the live feed. So we oh, yes. Okay, so, so all I wanted to say was that I hear so much tosh about uh, anxiety is living in the future and depression is living in the past. And this is categorically not true. Um, it's absolute tosh. And uh, it's not. Uh, anxiety is when you're being attacked or powerless. And depression is when you suffer a loss in your territory. It's got nothing to do. I know people that, get, that can get depressed about something that will happen in the future. Because if they have a fear of, they've been told that next month they're going to lose their job or they're going to be made redundant or this or something's going to happen. They're going to get depressed and that's in the future. So yeah. depression isn't living in the past and anxiety isn't living in the future. It's complete tosh. It's complete nonsense. And if you have that belief, you will be stuck with it for ages because you're now making up shit that we all do because we don't know what we do and now we're going to be stuck with it so i really want to make that clear to people because uh that belief will mean that you're trying to solve an imaginary problem which yeah yeah thing. and and that's that's one of the problems with what's going on at the moment is that um people are getting depressed but they're depressed about the future because they can't make money so they're, they're feeling that sense of loss of their job, of their money, of their livelihoods, of their purpose, um, and so they're being they're feeling depressed because of that. Uh, their loss of their freedom as well. I mean, so many people got low and down before everyone was let out, which is why everyone went crazy to get out when people did let them out because they were all getting depressed indoors. They're all feeling low and down because they'd lost their freedom. Um, so yeah, so Steve yeah. says. It's not a past and future thing. You can feel depressed and anxious at any point in time, even though there is only the present moment. But you can we'll get moved to that another day. Um, but you, yeah, it's not. It's anxiety is not a future, and depression is not a past thing. It, that is complete nonsense. Um, and uh, again, it will keep you stuck. Remember, what you believe about something is going to keep you stuck, even if it's a positive belief. Sometimes positive beliefs can be the worst. Um, we think they're positive, but they're actually keeping us stuck. I know one of the biggest uh, positive beliefs that a problem is I'm a good person. <laughs> uh, I used to run this quite a lot myself. So when something happens, we, you know, we might feel attacked in the case of anxiety, for instance. We go, I can't believe they did it. I'm such a good person. And it's that I'm such a good person that actually stops us letting it go. Uh, because we think we don't deserve, because we're good people, we don't deserve something bad to happen. And while I'm not disagreeing to a certain degree... It has nothing to do whether we're good or not. Uh, that person's attacking us because of their issue, not because of necessarily something that's happened. Um, so often good beliefs can be just as bad as negative ones. In fact, I think good beliefs are worse. Uh, yeah, a, can, I just a, say, can I just say one that I need, I need to. I need yes. to be secure. I need to do this. I need, I need to. Just yeah. the word I need to put so much negative energy into the intention. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's the intention. It's everything is intention. But if you need it, oh, I really need to stay. I need to do this. I need to do that. That I need to is a positive belief because you think it's a, 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 an upside or a benefit to it. But if you find yourself saying, I need to, you want to get rid of that straight away because that's actually going to cause you problems. Yeah. 
or I want, I want is another one. I want, I want this, I want that. And why do you want it? What's what's the driver behind it? What's the? It's okay to want something as long as there's no desperation behind it. Um, yeah. Or, or I'm gonna say I, I had a guy here on uh, Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, and he was telling me about this new business that he's got involved in, and he's so money driven, and it's all about money, 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 money. And I said, well, I said, he goes, oh, I want, I want, uh, and he was using, I want. I said, and the first thing I said was, yeah, but why do you want it? And he just sat there and did me a, and this is a guy who's really switched on guy, you know? And yeah. he just blank, he gave me a blank face for about 40, 30 seconds. I just stood there looking, I said, why do you want it? And he actually yeah. doesn't know why he wants it. It's just a program of, well, there's money there and I want it because if I have that, then I can have all this money. And I'm, then if I've got all this money, I can have this thing that's going to make me happy. And then I said to him, yeah, but happiness is a state. It's the feeling inside. Yeah. You confuse achievement and goals and having things as happiness. Because I'm going to tell yeah. you now, that, happy, that happiness will soon dissipate in about three or four weeks once you've achieved that goal. And now you're going to chase another thing. And you're yeah. going to be chasing happiness all your life and you're not going to have it because it doesn't exist outside of you. So, but yes, that I want, I want. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. I have it running myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the few things I want it's causing me problems, you know? So. Yeah, well, we all have it running. We all uh, are taught to believe and write that we want something, need things. And I'm not saying wanting something's bad. It's not. It's only bad if there's a negative response behind it. That If you don't get it, then that means something about you. Um, yeah. So you know, it's okay to want something and aspire to things and have goals, but it's the if you don't achieve it or if you're not achieving it, then it's a big problem. In fact, I heard a really great quote the other day, and it really um, struck chord with me. Uh, I, I think it was a guy called Brendan Bouchard who I follow quite a bit. He was a marketer, uh, and he was saying that um, one of the biggest problems is it's not the destination, is the point. It's the journey. People always want the destination. But it's the journey that makes you grow. It's the journey that turns you into the person that you are, not the destination. So forget the destination. Just enjoy the journey. And again, yeah. that comes back that, to my favorite principle, my one and only principle, uh, spiritual principle that I actually agree with, is presence. Uh, because all spiritual beliefs, they actually, they're actually nonsense. They're actually just, they fuck you up in the brain. Um, but the one that does work is presence. And... If you understand what that guy was saying, the destination is the future. So if you're in the future trying to get to that destination, you're never going to be happy. But if you just enjoy the journey, you're present. Yeah, absolutely. You're just in that moment, in that, at that moment in time. You're just present. So that's a really great understanding of, of why people get stuck sometimes because they're so busy the wanting thing, the outcome. The only thing that exists is actually now. Exactly, yes. Um, and that's that's... That's a tough concept for people to get their heads around. It's a really deep concept. Um, uh, and that's, a you know, it's further down the rabbit hole, you know, how far down do you want to go? Um, but because... But it, you, know, might, you say that, but it isn't. Because the, the only thing that is happening is right now. Yes, 10 seconds right. in front and 20 seconds ago isn't existing. It's been and gone or it hasn't happened yet. But that's we're right. constantly we're constantly living either in the future or in the past. We're never present. That's what causes our problems. That, yeah, that's that's we, we don't have presence in the world today. Uh, and, you know, I think people find it will struggle to find out how to get to presence. And when you've got lots of things running, when you've got anxiety and depression, you're going to find it very hard to be present. So you need to switch that off and then you'll become present. Very few people can become present out of anxiety and depression. Um, you, you really need to switch that off. And when you do, your mind will quiet and 
you'll calm down and you'll be more present. Um, so, so that that's. I can agree with that. I can agree with that because that's sort of where I am right now. And over the the amount of stuff that I've done in the last two years with 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 this technique, with using detail, working with you, going back and clearing all my stuff, that really is where I am at. And um, yeah. and it's such yeah. a lovely place to be because I'm I can't explain. It's very difficult to explain. It's very difficult. I mean, you're literally living on a lake there, aren't you? You're literally, it's a beautiful place. You're literally yeah. living on a lake yeah. behind you, a purple lake with a nice little and boat. My, uh, yeah, so yeah. I thank you. It's the first comment I've had about my boat for ages, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so, you know, I, I, that's sort of where I'm at. And I wish everybody could experience it myself. I mean, it's up to them. Uh, the problem is we want drama, and we want drama. Or if we haven't got drama in our life, our life has no meaning. That's right. And, yes, people want lots know, of. It's actually Okay, so is there anything else you want yeah. to add before we wrap up? Is there anything else you want to add about anxiety from your experience uh, of of working with it? You know, in the last year and a half, you've been doing it. Oh, I mean, all, all I know about anxiety is is that about other than what we've actually spoken about is that. Very few people that come to me with anxiety, very few, I don't get rid of it in an hour and a half. So there might be some other triggers that come up later on that triggers it. But overall, uh, the anxiety I can normally get rid of around specific stuff in generally about an hour and a half. And I've done a lot, a lot of people with anxiety. Like I said, in the last three weeks, everyone's been in this anxiety um it's all been anxiety for some reason and i think it's because of what's going on but so so think about it i just want you to think about this if you've got it had it or you're experiencing it you've had it for a long time and you are constantly either taking drugs or a medication that's actually not doing your body any good and or you're experiencing it on a regular basis and what for the sake of an hour and a half of your life just to go and face a few demons for an hour and a half of your life i'm not saying it will always be an hour and a half but on the majority of cases an hour and a half maybe two hours and for you to no longer have that in your life so you no longer have it experience it and have to live with it and you're free of it wouldn't that be the best two hours or the best investment you could ever make into your yeah. life that's probably yeah, the yeah. best thing i can yeah. i want to say yeah. because once you're free from it, that's probably the best two hours that you'll ever ever give it to your life especially valid for that period of time i'd also go the same thing about depression as well but that's a slightly different situation and different cause and ptsd as well um what you don't need to suffer you know just for the sake of a few hours um and going and getting rid of it and then you've no longer got it yeah. but that again so you've got to want it and we don't and you've got to want it you've actually just got to want it so that's all i'm going to say about that really mate um yeah um, you know, and if you are doing other therapies, like I've got here, they tell their advice here in the NHS to do CBT. Well, that really is just a two, that's a too late management tool. The thing happens and now you're trying to manage the effect. You don't want to manage the effect. That's painful. It's hard work. It, it's time consuming. It's tiring. It's emotionally draining and it doesn't really work for you because that's a bit like, you know, um, after being shot, you've been shot and then, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to kill the wound you you yeah. the thing is you don't want to be shot the whole idea is to not be shot it's to take the gun away not go okay shoot me and then worry about the wound no. after that's yeah, a yeah, lot of yeah. great analogy exactly. but um 
But, you know, that's what's happening with CBT. What we do is we go to the root cause, we find out when it happened, when it was caused it, find out what those responses are, remove them, delete them, switch them off, extract them, whatever terminology you want, so you've no longer got them, and then you're free from that to live a, a, a life free of it. Not yeah. to say that another instance in the future might not create another anxious moment, but the but from if you're experiencing it now, we can get rid of that. That's really all I want to say, really, mate. So, um, yeah. Yeah. No, that is absolutely correct. Um, so I think we'll, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, yeah. We've, we've gone over the hour. Uh, I just want to announce um, that there is now actually a free introduction to the DTO system on my website, thedtosystem.com. So just go to www.thedtosystem.com. Uh, I believe that's there. And there's a free introduction on there that you can sign up for. Just introducing you the technique, teaching you the basics, so you can learn to do it yourself. And as I say, when me and Steve teaches to people, they get great results doing it themselves. Obviously, if you are suffering with very severe anxiety and depression, then you will need some help with that. Um, but a lot of people get great results just understanding the basic technique. So go ahead, go go to there, sign up, uh, and and give it a go. You you'll be amazed at the results you get. And me and Steve would love to hear. Uh, the benefits you get from doing it and if you do want to contact me or Steve for help if you want to come to us professionally because not everyone wants to do it themselves they want professional help uh, then you can contact Steve at uh, www.healingthemind.co.uk or you can contact me at the dtosystem.com or you can contact us both at our mutual website the inside out effect uh, inside hyphen out effect oh. mate inside hyphen out effect uk correct yep cool yep. Uh, and you can contact us on either of those those pages or you can contact us through facebook and just drop us a message and we'll be happy to speak to you and set up a time to chat about your anxiety and how we can help you get rid of it so you can go back to living your life and 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 feeling normal again so many of my clients all they just want to do is feel normal <laughs> they just want to feel like they believe everybody else does and that that's a really important thing so if you want to contact us then just reach out uh we will be back with another podcast in a couple of weeks uh we're not sure what we're doing but we'll we'll uh, we'll speak to you in a couple of weeks and and cover another topic if you want something specific covered if you have any questions then just drop a uh, a comment in the post below and we'll do our best to answer that or create a podcast about it great yeah no i've got nothing more to add mate so it's really good to see you good to speak to you again to see you in the flesh you too, I know, cause yeah, because I mean, they've just done the quarantine out there, so they put you back on the thing. So you were hoping to get back, and now that's been put back, I suppose, until yeah, it has. Yeah, um, they've 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 uh, pulled the um, whatever it is, the air, the air thing or whatever they were going to do. I don't listen to the news; it's all nonsense. Um, so, uh, yeah. but so so I can't get back just yet. Uh, but that's okay. I can still work remotely with people, um, and most of my business is online now anyway. So. Even if I did come back, I wouldn't be able to open up my clinic uh, because I, I, I did hear that you can only, you know, uh, <laughs> some of the, the techniques that I use, like massage, you can only massage with gloves on. Fucking idiot, seriously. Any massage with gloves on, they're stupid. Uh, it's pathetic. Um, but, you know, no one's going <laughs> to do that. They've got, they've got to do this to keep up the, the story. Because if know, they just let it all go, if they let it all go, then their little phantom thing that they've created to bring the economy down and put all this this whole new agenda this whole new social structure in place will fall over but the problem is people buy into have bought into it 
And the reason they bought into it, they've got to a point now where they'll do anything to get back to work and do their job. Yeah. And unfortunately, um, that's now given them permission to do what they're doing, and 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 that's why. And so they're just they're just going to keep dragging this out. It wouldn't surprise me as well. Come around about November time, I'm going to say November. Uh, you're going to have another. We'll have another episode of what we've just been through. I'm pretty sure of it. But we'll wait and see. Um, no, I hope we don't. But you know, I was right the last time. I did tell you about this was going to happen the last time. I said it was yeah. coming, and uh, and I just got just from from what I know. <laughs> uh, that I can see it happening in November. I really don't. I really don't. I hope the people now start sticking up and realising the bullshit for what it is and actually starts taking the power back. Because at the moment, what we've done is we've surrendered. A government is meant to be by the people, for the people. And now what we've done is we're voting for a government to control us and to condition us about how we think, how we behave, what we do, how we act. We are now in a tyranny. We're not in a, we're not in a democratic. This is nonsense. And people are literally just sitting back and allowing to go, yeah, but Boris Johnson is doing all right, isn't he? I mean, he's allowing us to go. But what are you doing, people? You're just allowing these people to literally dictate and control you. And we've lost the plot in this country. We've just, we're just surrendering our freedom and our democracy and everything to a brand new regime and i can't believe it's happening i can't believe people are sitting back and accepting it yeah i know it's, it's a bit mad at the moment people are in so much fear and it's really sad to see people in fear uh and yeah. fear does a lot of things to you so i just wish yeah. i could show people that there's nothing to be frightened of and actually you know virus is not what what, what we're taught but that's yeah. that's not not many people listening to that right now and there are other people saying it they're just not hearing it unfortunately yeah. Um, the problem, uh, the problem is, is you got the news reader. The, the news people on the news, they know a lot more than the, than us. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, they know everything. <laughs> and you got yeah. everything as well. Is yeah. I didn't realise that we all voted for BBC to run our country. Oh, did we? I thought, oh, we, I voted a, oh, I thought we voted for a government to 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 run our country. But unfortunately, we believe that we voted for. BBC or Sky News because whatever they tell us, we just do. Yeah, <laughs> Vote. I, I mean, they're such amazing. We've given all of our power over to these these news companies. When what the what the fuck are people? What are you doing, people? They, we didn't vote those people in, so don't let them dictate to you what you should do and what you should think and how you should act. It's crazy. But anyway, I'm gonna get my high horse. No, no, it, it is crazy. But let's uh, let's wrap that up there. Um, let's wrap it up. Right, yeah. thanks everyone for for listening. We hope you enjoyed that on anxiety. If you do know anyone who's suffering anxiety, please share this. Let them watch it. Uh, they don't have to be suffering. Me and Steve are available uh, to help um, and get them out of anxiety. We really enjoy these podcasts. Uh, say Steve loves seeing me, and I love seeing him. I miss, I miss, I miss our Chinese. I miss going for Chinese. Um, so careful uh, that. Hey, you like to say that? <laughs> well, I miss going for Chinese. <laughs> I don't mean going for a Chinese. I don't mean like going for him. I mean, oh, you know, okay. right, yeah, yeah. I, I mean yeah. going to eat Chinese. Um, but I'm sure somebody out there might take offence to that. Um, yeah, we'll uh, so, but um, but yes, uh, have a good weekend, everybody. Stay healthy, stay well, and we will catch you on the next podcast of the Inside Out Effect. Take care, everyone. Take care. Bye. Bye.